Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down, seeing if they're truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, it's all connected, man. It's parallel universes, baby. It's all connected. Donald Logan there could be so. there, there could be like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a kaiju in New York or like uh, just aliens in a random f- farm in Louisiana. It's all connected. It's the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh my god. <laughs> Andrew, my friend, how are we doing? I'm very, uh... I'm angry. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little I'm a little upset this week. How are you? Oh, absolutely f- terrible. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about, you know, January, right? Not, not a great month, right? You get the, you get the yeah. post-holiday blues, the January blues, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, it doesn't help when you to watch a piece of s*** movie like this. Because, <laughs> uh, God, the, I, I hated this. This is like, um, <laughs> I mean, this is like the January fair we were looking, that usually comes out at this time of year. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, this was, this was tough. You weren't kidding. I mean, we were leading up, because you had seen this before. We were leading up to this, and you're like, wait till we get the paradox. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to be and, honest, uh, well, I, I didn't hate it the first time I watched it because I barely watched it. Yeah. Because I watched it, and we'll talk about when it came out, because uh-huh. it's a special night, special night for us. Um, it's a very special night for us, yeah. Yeah. But I watched it that night, uh-huh. and like, you know, you're hyped up, and you know, you're on that high and everything. Right? It really can't set that high crashing down. But it? I wasn't very barely paying attention, right? Uh-huh. I remember certain moments of this. Uh-huh. I didn't remember most of this movie. Yeah. So, but, but when you actually watched it this time, uh, yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I absolutely hated it. It's garbage. Yeah, it's absolute garbage. This is like January garbage. Yeah, it's just not good. I yeah. mean, the fact that this got greenlit, got put on Netflix, and I mean, I think you're I, right. There's a reason Netflix probably just dropped well, I, this. I have a whole lot of information about this. Yeah. Um, about the release of this and everything like that. Well, a lot of my fun facts are just like. The making of this movie and right. how it, and like the release of this movie, right? So and how it got zero promotion except the Super Bowl commercial, and yeah. then it's like you can watch right now. I have to imagine that that was a decision by Netflix I, I to look at that yeah. and go, mm, yeah. I'll just say right off the top here, I don't think this movie is worthy of the Cloverfield name. No, I mean it's not. It, it, it's not. It's not a. It's not a Cloverfield movie, really. It, do, it doesn't feel like a Cloverfield Where's movie. Where's the sci-fi element? Well, Outside of the very last shot of this movie, which made me so mad. Well, the sci-fi element is the space station, right? Is it but, that or is it the kaiju coming through the clouds? Well, that too, right? But um, the thing for me, and I don't want to like... We'll touch on this maybe more in like general opinions and stuff like that. But like to me, the thing about a Cloverfield movie mm-hmm. is that it is a relatively general plot that just happens to have a sci-fi horror element mm-hmm. added onto it. Mm-hmm. So people at a party experience an attack, but it just happens to be from a giant kaiju monster, yeah. right? You know, three people trapped in an underground bunker yeah. and the horrors are the people, you know, John Goodman's the kaiju, right? You know, we were saying last week. The allegory is he's the kaiju. The, the, the three people is, you know, the tensions building between the three of them mm-hmm. And there just happens to be aliens on the outside. They don't play a factor to the last 15 minutes of the movie, and even then we said it's the worst part of the movie. Right. But it's what makes it a Cloverfield movie is the realistic elements, right? The right. first two movies are very pretty much character-driven, more mm-hmm. even more so the second one. But the first two are, they, you spend 20 minutes of the first movie, here are all your characters, here, here are how they interact with each other, here's mm-hmm. their relationships with each other. Just 20 minutes outside of the, outside of the government files at the beginning, 20 minutes of this movie is building this 
these people has almost nothing to do with the plot other than Rob loves Beth and they have a weird thing going on. Right. You understand these characters. You build these characters that just happen to also be involved in a scientific, you know, sci-fi element or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Once you put this movie in f- space, you take that out. It's too on the nose. It's it, it that is the the story is now is now the science science fiction aspect is now yep. the you know the other world the element because it's in space. Mm-hmm. You take out the grounded human elements and yes there are people there's a lot of people in this movie. Maybe too many. This, uh, <laughs> this yeah. I, I was surprised by this cast. There's I mean, like, like seven it's, it's people stacked. on that spaceship. Yeah, it's a stacked cast. There's a lot of people involved in this. But just the amount of characters, though, it's too, it's too many to keep track of, to care about, to balance, uh, to like, balance. It really yeah, feel like some of them. I mean, really, only to me, one character in that movie gets fleshed out through most of the movie, and that's uh, uh, Chris O'Dowd's arm. Chris O'Dowd's arm, yeah. Is it, uh, is it, is it... Gugu Mbatha-Ra, I think. That's how you pronounce it. I was trying to think of how to pronounce it. Uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Only one who gets yeah. fleshed out, really, in the movie. I guess you can make a small case for uh, David... Um, Oyelowo. Oyelowo, yeah. Too many hard names in this one. This is going to be tough. Um, and Chris O'Dowd's arm. And Chris O'Dowd's arm. But, like, it's just... I don't know. It, I just didn't care for this movie i yeah. mean i really walked away just disappointed and i i think we i don't know if you did i think we both did but i i watched this movie we did i watched this movie new year's day yeah oh it's a terrible way to kick off the new year bad 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 movie to start with um just no good i watched this new year's day and i was like i wish i didn't watch this today i wish i just watched something else and i yeah. did i think later that night i watched uh red rocket by uh, oh there you go sean baker is that kind of washed away uh paradox for me a little bit but um this was not a good movie to start the new year with it was like I, i'm watching it and i'm like oh my god i only watched it because i was off yeah and i was like i'm just gonna watch yeah, it was it, it was t- time lines right yeah. it was just it was just it was easier right yeah. we were home it was easier, whatever was home it's the yeah. holiday and you're just like all right I'm <laughs> watch just it. like why is there a random spike on new year's day for the cloverfield paradox <laughs> people are watching it it was just two it was us <laughs> um yeah this is this is a tough movie though um i'm interested to talk about it more and find out like yeah, I just, why it's so bad but like for me it, it really is the fact that it is so on the nose and like you said these are sci-fi movies and this movie goes full sci-fi yeah it's just i just think that it, it the, the human element is eliminated from the movie right right i think that like there's nothing relatable it is people i understand it's people on a space station but you're in a you're on a space station right you're taking away you from, took away earth yeah, and and that that really is. I mean, literally, you took away Earth. Yeah, you, <laughs> they were gone. It's gone. It's gone. The whole movie. Uh, although it's there, it's just on the. They're on the other side of the. Sun. I have a lot of logistical questions about this movie too. Yeah. Didn't yeah. make sense at all. Yeah. Um, they did not Christopher Nolan uh, research this. No, the, like the his, movie does not uh, feel like, like my it. beloved Interstellar. Yeah, it it just feels like because the first two are so ingrained in these characters, and you know. The, at least a basis about all three or all of these characters in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like, again, the first movie spending 20 minutes fleshing out all these characters, how they interact with each other. Marlene uh-huh. is kind of the outsider. Hud's the annoying one, all this stuff. Yeah. The second one, you literally have uh, Michelle and Emmett having this conversation about their fear of failure mm-hmm. and their fear of, you know, their regrets and not stepping up to stop, you know, an abusive father or not taking the chance to push themselves and see what they can do at college or whatever it was. Right. And uh, there's more, there's a story there, right? And right. Then there's not a, 
human story here. Like you said, they tried to with the Gugu Mbathu Ra's character, but it's not enough. And and there's also no. too much else going on, too much focus on the quote-unquote monster, not really monster, whatever that, that is going on. In whatever's this, happening. Whatever's really happening that yeah. one is not really explained, but there it's, it is too much focus on that and that and and to try to use treat these characters as fodder right but there's not like enough focus on these characters and their interactions with people it's something as simple as the russian guy hates the german you know and things like that these characters aren't fleshed out they're very very basic you don't have attachments to any other characters really and even then um there is a conversation here too just about like space movies at this time there was a real moment where space movies were kind of the thing for a while. Like, mm-hmm. we were just getting space movie after space movie after space movie, and it was just constant. And I think this movie falls into that, where it was like, let's just do a space movie. And yeah, it's just kind of like, you know... And it's not something like Interstellar, which I haven't seen, to be honest with you, but it's so mm-hmm. well-researched and so well... You know, There's some scientific Nolan, theory Chris behind Nolan it. is putting scientifical facts mm-hmm. or scientifical information into his movies mm-hmm. to try to make it while it's science fiction as realistic as, realistic as possible, as possible. Yep. and something like gravity which is a inter- which again i haven't seen but from what i understand is an interesting and compelling survival movie right. that just also happens to be set in space right where this is like we're in space isn't that cool and it's like we're in space i, I don't really yeah. i don't really care right i don't like, care about the space element you're that in space matter. and the most interesting stuff is what's going on on earth and even that's like Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Donnell Logue's on Earth. Yeah, I want. I want more Donald Logue, man. I want more Donald Logue too, <laughs> and it's uh, it's upsetting. But th- yeah, no, there's just so much uh, that's wrong with this movie that just doesn't work. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not a good film. This is the movie for me where I really felt JJ's handprints all over. Oh yeah, no, you can. This definitely, is the because, one for me where I'm like, because here's I, the thing. He, he is all over this movie. Here's the thing, and this isn't a spoiler to say this or anything like that because we talked about it with Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. What it, what Ten Cloverfield Lane was was a spec script that somebody wrote mm-hmm. that JJ had gotten his hands on yeah. or got a hold of, looked at it and said, "This is a really interesting movie that I think we can also tie into the Cloverfield themes." Mm-hmm. Same is the same situation here where this is a this was written as its own movie. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote a spec. Script or this independent script or whatever that he got his hands on and went, oh, this is another interesting way to do it. And again, I think I think that that's an interesting idea. Like I mentioned to you, is I would prefer a series of Cloverfield movies that aren't really connecting to each other and just have the themes of like horror, sci-fi, mm. but also kind of interesting premises, right? Right. Three people in a bunker trapped and and with you know with stuff going on outside. Uh, a, a found footage kaiju movie like what pushing the limits of you know these these types and and really expanding on something that you might see 20 minutes of a movie but let's see it the whole movie right right that bunker seemed to be 20 30 minutes of a normal movie but we get an hour and a half of it right and this it feels like he just went too far and then he yeah. just had this idea of connecting this movie because you literally like you said like you implied in the beginning of the movie you have Donald Logue in this movie for a minute. Who literally comes in and goes? If they fire that laser, they're gonna, they could send monsters and aliens and sea creatures to the past, present, future, and all other parallel dimensions. Yep. And it's like, oh, so you're just saying that's where, that's where the monsters is. Like yep. you said, he might as well have said you could send it to post 9/11 2008 New York. You could <laughs> send a monster there. You could send aliens to a farm in Louisiana somewhere. Like you literally, it's literally him like explaining. Yeah. 
when I watched it this time, and I, and I love Donald Logan. I honestly, I swear to you, I think he's the best part of this movie. Yeah, no, he's I not think the, the minute of this, the minute he's on screen, he's I think the it's problem. the best performance in the movie, and I think he's the best part of the movie. I agree. But the fact that they have to get him, and that's very clearly not part of. You can tell, like mm-hmm. they don't have facts on this. You can tell that's not part of the original script. Yeah, that they they're that's that's they JJ that. going. Oh, this is how we can tie oh, it in. Oh, this is how we can tie it in. Yeah. And everyone's like, but we don't want it tied in because the cool thing about Cloverfield is that it's an anthology series. You can, you can just have these stories stand on their own yeah. and just be If you thing. wanted to tie it in. But this, but again, I think this also goes into this whole idea of this this need to tie everything in. Yeah. I think this this movie maybe is the victim of cinematic universes. Yeah. And maybe this feeling of, well, I, I oh, we I, need to tie I it I don't in. even know if I would go that far because I think J.J. is just that way in general. Because I was thinking about this because we talked about J.J. and Star Wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, why did he have to include mysteries in Star Wars? Star Wars is not a franchise that's necessarily, besides the one big cliffhanger yeah. at the end of Empire, it's not like Star Wars was built. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? It's not like the original Star Wars franchise was built off of mysteries. No. Right? There was references to stuff like Obi-Wan Kenobi in the in A New Hope, you know, or the original Star Wars says the Clone Wars. Or, like, there's references to stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. But they're not setting up whole plot points of... Yeah. What does this mean or whatever? Like, why does yeah. he have to include mystery elements into Star Wars? Because it's not like that's a bit of thing. Yeah. You know, so he has to do that. He, he adds he questions. Can't help. He's, he, he can't help it. He adds questions that most likely he's not going to answer. That's his fault. He, he likes to, like you said, he, you said it on one of the episodes, he lays breadcrumbs, but he just doesn't. There's no destination. There's no destination. Like, there's no. There's no witch's house at the end, if you will. Like, it's just you're Hansel and Gretel for infinity, and you're never going to die. Yeah. You're just going to keep going. And it's just like, I don't uh, I don't understand why you lay breadcrumbs and ask questions if you have no intention of answering them. Yeah. Or giving the audience an answer to any of them. That's frustrating because, you know, and, and I'm sure one day, again, we'll talk about Star Wars and we'll get to the JJ involvement and all that and including all the mystery. But, like, it, it's... It's this fault with him that he consistently feels like he has to do it. And I don't get it. If you don't have the intention of answering these questions, you shouldn't lay those breadcrumbs. Yeah. That's how I feel at least. Like tell a full story. And if you do if you do uh, introduce a question in the movie, at least answer it by the end. Yeah. At least give the audience something by the end. I don't know. Uh, don't lay all these questions in a movie and then leave. And then just or answer like, in the marketing. Yeah, or answer in the marketing <laughs> and then leave and then go, oh, well, the next director will answer the questions. Really? Because the next director is going to do what he wants. He's yeah. not doing what you want because he's not you. Yeah. And then you get mad at that person. Anyway, this is Star Wars <laughs> talk. Um, here we go. Cloverfield. Look, I, I just – I don't uh, – again, no, this, I, is, this is the victim of that. He lays a bunch of breadcrumbs. There's not really answers. It's kind of a ridiculous movie. It's silly. In my opinion, I don't even think this movie's well acted. Um, no, no, I just think everything well, about this is so boring. Here's the thing I'll say. If he wanted to connect the movie so bad, yeah. then why not just, when she gets out of the bunker, there's the freaking Cloverfield monster. Yeah. Like, if he really wanted to connect the movie so bad, he was having such a hard on You just this. do it. Just, just do make it. it the Cloverfield monster. Just do it. And then there's another one, right? Or whatever. I don't know. Or, or they traveled from New York to Louisiana. People can't see what know. you're doing, but I love it. You threw your hands in the air and went, there's another one. <laughs> you can just do that. You can literally just do that. You can just have somebody stand there 
She gets <laughs> Okay, we just rewrote the end of Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> she walks off the ship. There's somebody in the distance. They throw their hands in the air and they go, there's another one! And then the kaiju appears. She goes, oh, come on! <laughs> and then she says, oh, come on, and it ends. And there's your 10 Cloverfield reference as well. Um, <laughs> it's Kramer. There's another one! Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is if he really wanted to connect it, just make the aliens in the second movie yeah. the same as the first, right? But he didn't do that. And that's fine. No. I, don't, I don't want him to do but, that necessarily. But... Why do you but have goes, to to literally write this dialogue <laughs> where he says you can send monsters, aliens, and sea creatures because they still can't decide if the first thing is a alien or a sea creature. Yeah. But monsters, aliens, and sea creatures to the past, present, future, and all other parallel dimension, timeline, universes, whatever phrase he uses. And that's and it's like okay, so you're saying that all three movies are connected by when they shot this laser. They transferred these these monsters to these parallel to these universes. different universes, and, and that's where they came it, from. And that's the thing that it's like we don't need that. It doesn't need to be explained to go down this complex. Because this path is set in twenty twenty eight. Oh, I'm fully aware. To go down this complex path of parallel universes, you don't need it. You don't need it. You can yeah. just not talk about it at all. Really? Yeah. You could have just left it and had it be its own thing. But he's like, no, let's connect it. Let's go down parallel universes. When you think about this And then movie? let's get Donald Logue <laughs> to, say, to say monsters, aliens, and sea creatures. <laughs> it's just, it's stupid. It's like, we can just leave yeah. it. We couldn't just leave it. He always has to do, it's like, you don't have to do it. Just leave it. Just leave it. Um, it's that simple. You don't even have to touch it. I didn't know. This movie doesn't really make sense either. No, it doesn't. When it co- he can't decide if the spaceship itself mm-hmm. is like the monster trying to kill these people, yeah. or if the girl, uh, I don't even know who it is, Mina. Mm-hmm. If Mina is like the villain of the movie, he can't decide because from what I understand, like the stuff that's happening on the ship, like yeah, uh, Zhang, I believe her name, or sorry, sorry Tam, Tam getting, um, you know. Uh, frozen in space or getting flooded in the space. Yeah. Mina's not doing that. No. The ship's doing it himself. Itself. Yeah. But then at the end, she just grabs the gun and starts shooting people. Right. But it's like he can't decide if she's supposed to be the villain or if the ship's kind of the villain or the parallel universe or whatever. What's really causing this? Nothing really. They don't really probably. The, the, the explanation is that they, I guess they don't belong there, so therefore the particles are clashing with themselves and yeah. causing the calamities but it seems very specific like it seems like the ship in itself is waiting for like chris o'dowd to put his arm on and then suck it in and then rip it off you know i didn't know what that was and i was like okay this is very odd i thought that was like a parallel universe and it didn't so and then like the worms disappearing Mm -hmm. and appearing in the guy in volkov yep he he imploded from those worms right yeah then how come when they show his body he's fine well, uh, again, this this is just breadcrumbs being laid. There's no questions, and it was probably just an oversight. I didn't understand that because he 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 imploded, didn't he? Like he he blew up. He blew up. The, yes. the worms bursting out of him. Yeah. But then they're like, they we, have to, we have to cut him open. His head's on. His body's on. His everything's fine. <laughs> then nobody's like, oh yeah, there's the hole from the worms that came out. Like, yeah. I'm like this. I'm like I stopped the movie. I was like, that's the guy that blew up from the worms. <laughs> What is they dropped the ball. That's what happened. It's a poorly made movie. Like they, the director of this movie, whoever that was, I don't remember. We're gonna her name, talk about it. I think there was some serious oversight, 
and I think he forgot continuity throughout this movie. I think he was clearly forgetting continuity yeah. aspects and wasn't connecting things and just kind of did it. But the fact that the I, movie was shown to other people and no one else caught well, it. Well, I, I think, I think, and I don't have this in facts or anything, I think that there was quite a bit of reshoots and, like... And just got lost in the thing, mixture. Yeah, thing. and things just, it just became a mess, and, and that's where instead they of, like, trying to fix it, it, they just said, hey, Netflix, let's make a deal. We'll just put it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put it out Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, it, there's a lot to it, but do you want to just talk about yeah, this movie? Yeah, I do. Let's just right. jump in. So we're talking about the Cloverfield Paradox. Had a release date of February 4th, 2018. That's a very special date. You know why it's Super Bowl 52, baby. Super Bowl 52. You know what happened? People probably don't know, but we'll tell them anyway. The Birds. The Birds won the Super Bowl. Our beloved Philadelphia Eagles won the bowl. They won the bowl, baby. It was a great game, too. It was a great game. It was a great game. I remember. I I don't watch football a lot. I I always watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that was a great game. That was a great game. Took down uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. It was revenge. Oh, my God. So sweet. Directed by Julius Onan. I don't know who that is. Okay. So Julius Onan has four movies on his filmography. Okay. The Girl in Trouble, which I don't know what this uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. The Cloverfield Paradox. Yes. Loose. Loose, okay. Uh, L-U-C-E. Oh, right. Loose, which I, I've heard about. I heard good things, I think. I think I heard good things about that. And a movie that's coming out next year, Captain America Brave New World. No sh. <laughs> really? Chose this guy. And that movie's kind of going under some reshoots, I think, right? Yeah. Oof. How did he get that shot? I know. <laughs> he hasn't made a movie since 2019. He hasn't made it's a Captain America. <laughs> it's Captain America Brave New World. And that's literally under... Re- that's going, like, I, from what I've heard, that movie's kind of a mess. From what I've yeah, heard. that's what I've heard. I've heard the movie's a mess, and it's undergoing some extensive reshoots, is what I've heard. And, uh, wow, that's... Surprising. Maybe they saw Loose, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, this guy's pretty good. Let's get him." But maybe they just kind of overlooked Cloverfield Paradox, and they said, uh, "He won't yeah, do that got, again." It's got a ninety percent. Loose is a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, maybe it's got were. Octavia Spencer, Tim Roth, uh, Naomi Watts, Calvin Harrison Jr. Maybe maybe they yeah. saw that and they said, "Oh yeah, this is it." Maybe they were just overlooking Cloverfield Paradox, and they're That's like, "That wasn't the, his um, fault. That wasn't his fault." Oh, yeah, a couple forced to reconsider their marriage and their family after an extremely disturbing essay written by their adopted son. This brought their attention by his teacher. I remember this movie. Okay. I heard good things. Yeah, all right. I mean, that's great that he has a great movie, but, like, it doesn't <laughs> save this movie, and it doesn't sound like it's doing him wonders for uh, Brave New World. Yeah. yeah the I mean, fact that this is not the last time we're going to talk about this guy is also very interesting to me. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm curious. I'm Now I'm more curious because now I'm like, oh, okay, uh... I'm, I can't wait to see Brave New World, Captain America Brave New World, and see what he does there. I'm sure – I hope it's not middling. Yeah. Um, you know, that because would I suck th- because obviously love I Anthony thought it Mackie. was. I thought it had – I thought the person directing Brave New World had something to do with the show, with the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. But I guess it was the, maybe the guy who wrote it. Maybe he wrote the movie. Maybe the guy who wrote the show wrote the movie. That could be it. Know. And they got this – <laughs> he got this guy for whatever reason to direct the movie. Loose. They gotta I mean, loose. he wasn't busy. He clearly wasn't busy. <laughs> they, they were just like, oh, let's just get him. You know, let's just get him. Oh my god. Um. Well. Okay. All right. Written by Oren Uziel. What's with these names? Um. Did JJ just go overseas? He's got no Wikipedia page. Great. He's probably never gonna have one because this movie probably killed his career. I have a little bit about JJ helped kill him this guy's later. Career. Yeah, I have a little bit about it later. Uh, budget. 
Mm-hmm. Set a $45 million budget. That's lower than I would have anticipated, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they actually wanted to be way lower, actually. Really? Like 45 okay. is like the bl- it blew up into 45. Hmm. It looks good. It looks good for it, 45. It, for yeah. $45 million. Yeah, looks that's good. surprising. I think the, male, the, the alien at the end is probably like $45 million. That's probably $45 million right there. <laughs> no, I, I would have guessed this movie was... More like yeah. I thought this was closer to the hundred uh, hundred thousand. Yeah, huh. yeah, hundred million. You mean hundred million? Uh, box office uh, NA because uh, there is no yeah. the box office. Netflix movie. Uh, the film had nearly seven hundred and eighty-five thousand viewers on the first night, two point eight million in three days, and five million in a week. Huh? So, yeah. So it just kind of built as yeah, it went. It and, was good. Uh, yeah. Well, because I gotta think too. How many people are real this? Who's gonna stay the movie up after the Super Bowl? After the Super Bowl, which is already eleven o'clock at night exactly. or whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine um, um, five million disappointed people by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> still probably more than Zack Snyder's Verbal Moon. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh gosh. All right, too. Scar Giver. Oh god. Uh, domestic opening box office. Mm-hmm. Na. Na. Love it. A Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics. Fresh Duncan. Rotten at twenty-one percent. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> I, uh, I I agree with them. Uh, audience. Rotten at forty-one percent. Love that. I'm glad the audience agreed. Um, okay, we have a, a cast here. Yeah, let's uh, let's break um, this down. I want to throw one more person into here okay. too because I, I didn't include this one person. Did you forget uh, Donald Logue. No, I have. Oh, I I have I have Donald Logue. Oh, I have Donald Logue. All right, we have Gugu Mbatha Ra as Ava Hamilton, David Oyelowo as Keel, Daniel Bruhl as Ernst Schmidt. John Ortiz, franchise star as Monk, uh, Monk Acosta, Chris O'Dowd as Mundy, Axel Henny as Volkov, Zhang Zi as Tam, Elizabeth DeBecky as Mina, uh, Roger Davies as Michael, and a cameo by Donald Logue as Mark Stambler. Yeah, uh, Donald Logue's the best part of this movie. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to start there. He's, Dude, I, I love Donald Logue. I really he's, do. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's I think really he's a great good. actor. He's not a movie star by any means, but I think he's a great actor. I really like him um, in Gotham. Yeah, I, I, yeah his I, Harvey Bullock um, was really great. I think when he pops up and stuff, the old TV show he's on for like two seasons, Grounded for Life or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. He's a great dad. It was a great dad on he's that good. show and stuff. He, he's kind of one great. of those. He's kind of one of those like um, working man actors. He's always yeah. kind of out there doing things. Um, just kind of keeps going. He's one of those guys that like when you say Donald Logue and people are like I don't know who that is and you show him the picture like oh I love that guy oh Donald Logue yeah, yeah he's great and he he seems like a good dude too. Do you ever see his his cameo on? Because uh, I, I don't think you've watched the last couple of seasons of. Mm-hmm. What we do in the shadows, right? He ma- he makes a cameo in oh, that does show he really? oh, as nice. as himself uh, when they're having like I forget what the context of it is, but they're inviting like a bunch of vampires over, uh-huh. and he shows up and he's like, "I'm Donald Logue, I'm an actor," and he's like, "I did Blade, I was in Blade, and uh, that's I why be- I'm here. I became a vampire. <laughs> no, he's like I, I became a vampire on the set of or something. That's amazing. I, forget, I haven't seen the watch in a while, but he's in the entire episode as that's himself. So great. That's so great. as a vampire. It's really great." Uh, but I, dude, it's forced dialogue, but he actually makes me want to believe it. Like, yeah. I, I love he's this great, he's this interesting conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of connection with this character. We'll get into it, but if you notice that last name, Stambler. Yeah. Um, might sound familiar. It does. Um, so there's a little bit of a connection into who he might be or yeah. whatever. And I just, I really like the one minute he's on screen. Look, it's one minute, but he just, he knocks it out of the park. I would watch an hour and a half of him. Talking about this rather than I would watch. Rather than watch I would movie. watch an hour and a half of him talking into that computer camera, just talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Give me that. Clearly, it was filmed in like a day, and uh, it was. I feel you like think that took a whole day. 
You, is that what you think? I, a couple. Of, I'll tell you right now, two hours tops. <laughs> <laughs> two hours tops. They had that. I, I I wish it was more. Yeah, I wish me it was too. More. And it clearly feels like it was rewritten into the script. Yeah, to add stuff. Um, all right, Elizabeth Debicki as Mina. Yeah, I mean she she's great. Uh, look, I think I like Elizabeth Debicki. I mm-hmm. think she's great. I I mean uh, I just want to say right now. Uh, she is on the crown currently, mm-hmm. um, playing uh, Princess Diana, and from what I hear, it's very good. She also uh, was in our beloved Tenet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> she love, the, we love Tenet. Yeah, we love Tenet here. I don't think they knew what to do with this character. No, and I think it, it's a mess. It's I weird. I think it's like she shows up. Well, <laughs> she shows up intertwined in the ship, and then she heals, and then she's kind of. You, they kind of keep going to shots of her, and she looks. She looks sad. She looks frustrated. She's staring at people, and she keeps kind of. uh, She's like, "Oh, I know you, Gugu's character." She knows everybody besides Tam. Yeah, she's the she's the alternate universe technician, which is the the role that Tam has on the. And she thinks Tam at first is like this plant. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, who is that?" But how quickly she just does this turn from like, "Oh yeah, I'll help you guys out," and then she's three D printing a gun. No, she doesn't 3D print the gun. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the, Volkov you're right, the does. Volkov does. Yes, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Volkov uh, 3D prints the gun. Which I we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that. And then she's running around the ship taking people out. And yeah. I'm like, this is a quick turn. It doesn't make sense. And the last like, 15 minutes of the movie is her... She is the, she's the villain. Yeah, shooting, shooting at people. And I'm like, this is... Uh, but, but, but like I said... From what I understand, she has nothing to do with the other explosions and impulsions. She's done nothing. No, she's she not just doing that. She just wants to take people out because yeah. she's like, oh, well, this is my universe. Well, she, I want to save the, I want to keep the technology here. Yes. So because I it'll can save, save Earth. Earth. My Earth. My Earth. And yeah. you can't go back and save yours. And uh, it's a weird premise. It's a weird, weird premise. And for that turn to happen so quickly was very strange. And it just, it all felt a little forced to me. Yeah. But she's she's good. But, the, but why, I was just like, what I don't understand is why does she like they don't again? They don't, I get it, the particles, whatever. Why does why does she show up? Why is she in the walls? Why is she the only one that? She, that was my big question. I was like, why is she in the walls? Why is she the only one of? The, if everybody else in this crew exists, and they, I, I, the, the parallel universe does not make sense because that's the ship that they are on. In let's say let's call it the universe they started in Universe A. University and in Universe B. It's the easiest way. So we in can Universe do this. A, they're on this ship. Yes. They fire the laser. They uh, end up in Universe B. Yep. But they are on their ship from Universe A. In Universe B. In Universe B. <laughs> yes. But the particles and stuff are uh, conflicting, yes. and certain elements car- carry over, like the files for Daniel Brühl's yeah. character have him as a spy because in Universe in B, universe B he's a spy, he's but a spy. in Universe A, hey, good guy. Good, very good guy. Very <laughs> good, guy. good guy. And all these particles are intertwining. But and be, that's that's potentially, but, but even though, potentially, there's a Universe C. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, yeah, well, Universe C is probably where the aliens came from. Like, that's where the aliens came from. But on in Universe A, or sorry, in Universe B, <laughs> on Universe A ship, uh-huh. the files have Universe B's files. Yep. And things like the worms are gone, and the the little spherical thing that they need, the compass, whatever, is gone. And it's inside Volkov. And yeah, for some reason, I went inside and, Volkov. And she's in the wall. She's in the wall. <laughs> it's like, how did this? They don't explain that. It's I almost the particles, I mean, but it doesn't make sense. When you explain that, it almost sounds like like a sitcom. 
You're like, oh, we went to a new universe, and she's in the walls, and there's a vo- there's a freaking bomb in Volkov, and it's just a all bomb. The- there's a ball. There's a, there's a ball and, and a worms and worms. And- Why is it in Volkov? What is he doing? <laughs> what's going? What's going on, Volkov? <laughs> I felt bad for Volkov in this movie. He got he got a bad deal. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 poorly explained, and I don't know if it was the right move. I I I just I'm like, what is the purpose of Mina then? Outside of, I just want to keep the ship here to save Earth. It doesn't make any... It doesn't make sense. It does, I don't... I, am the I stupid? That, that, I don't no, no, understand it, No, no, it's not, you're not stupid. Because the things that carry over from universe A and B, they don't... It's weird the things they chose. Because universe that, B's that, ship... That stayed the same and yeah. changed. Universe B's ship is in the ocean. It crash-landed in the Earth. They That's gone. Failed, they failed the experiment. Yes, it's gone. The planet is at war. Yes. The, the whole world is at war with each other. Yes. Over these resources or yes. whatever. But universe A's ship is now in universe B's, but, the, but for some reason, even though universe B's ship is not there anymore and it's in the ocean... Universe B's particles are in, in, impacting Universe A's and causing things like the files to switch over mm-hmm. and everything to change. But little it things. doesn't make sense. Yes. It's these little things that are changing. And, it's and like, why does the arm know that it's in Volkov? That's, that's the thing. That's Universe B arm. No, it's not. We yes, saw it, it come over him. Yes, it is. It's Universe B's arm. It got torn off him, but it spat back out <laughs> the other Universe one. B's arm. That's what happened. That's why it knows. It's Universe B's arm. So the arm that they put back on... Is the intestine of Volkov Universe B's Volkov's intestines? You're not going to like this answer. This is Universe D. (laughs) (laughs) That's Universe D Volkov. That's a little different. We're not going to get into that, though. All right. Well, that's Mina. That's Mina. Uh, Then we have um, Zhang Zi as Tam. I think she's actually quite good in this movie. What I like Um, about this movie is that it is... I like that it, she's It's speaking. international. Yeah. I like that they got... Well, there's one thing. But I like that they got different people from different countries that represent the different countries. Yeah. And the different cultures. Except for America, which is a whole other thing. We'll talk, but, we'll talk when we get there. But I like that she is... Um, I like that she's speaking Mandarin the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, oh, sh- they don't force her to speak English. She's speaking Mandarin and other the other astronauts... Have learned it. And specifically speak, Daniel Brohl. Speak, yeah. Specifically Daniel Brohl. But I think some of the other ones too, yeah. Was No, no, he did I was gonna say Volkov, but no, because Daniel Brohl and her were speaking at one point, Volkov was there and he just kinda kept going. He had no idea what yeah. they were saying. But um I think it's just Brohl, actually. I think Gugu knows it too. Gugu knows it too. Yeah, I love that she was just speaking Mandarin the whole time. That's really great. It's a cool inclusion for the character. Um they don't force her to speak English. Um, but I really I like her role. I think she's actually of the crew members. They don't flesh her out a lot, but I I like what she's doing. Yeah. I think she's good in the movie, and um, she gets a she gets a cool death for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I like I like the, I like the 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 water space death. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. I I, I enjoyed it. It's I enjoyed her, but you know yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Uh, I right, Axel Hennick as uh, Volkov. Yeah, this guy gets a tough break, man. I mean, this isn't... Uh... For some reason, Universe B does not like Volkov because he gets worms in his body. I'll tell you why. He's Russian. <laughs> he gets uh, worms in his body. Uh-huh. He gets uh, the compass gets, in his body. He gets the compass in his body. And he has the voice of Universe B Volkov in his head? Yes. I, unless the worms are talking to him. <laughs> they don't really explain Because we it. see him in a mirror talking to himself. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he is. Oh, okay. I think it's and universe. he makes I, the, the 3D gun. I think 
He's getting the I don't consciousness think the worms, of universe. I don't think I don't think the worms are talking to him. I think you're right. I think he's getting the consciousness of universe B Volkov. Because it's telling him that Schmidt is a spy. Yes. Because it's, in universe B he is a spy. Yes. But universe A is totally cool. We totally have, good guy. He's a totally good guy. We have universe A Daniel Bruhl in this movie. Universe A Schmidt in this movie. Volkov I think is getting some of the memories and thoughts of, of universe, universe B Volkov. Volkov. I don't know why. It's just the way it is. I don't know why this... He's the only one that this is happening yeah. to. Except for Chris O'Dowd's arm. That's... Yeah, that's Universe B, Chris O'Dowd's arm. <laughs> we know that now. Um, <laughs> but it's a very strange thing. He's talking in the mirror. He's he's going to... Lo- he's obviously losing it and he's hearing things. His eye is going a little weird. Because of the worm. Because of the worm. worm. The worm's moving his eye. Yeah. And then... Uh, can we just get into the schematics of 3D printing a gun? <laughs> can we get into that? What... That's not Your how that works. My brother's a big 3D printer. My brother 3D prints things. Yeah. Can he um, make a gun? Okay, here's what I will say. It is 2028. Maybe they're trying to lead us to believe the technology has come farther. Yeah. And you can do that with a 3D printer now. Yeah. And they are on a spaceship. I would believe that. I would believe that. Maybe they just have the most advanced technology, 3D printing technology, that he can get this gun to work. We are in 2024, and it still doesn't do that. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to figure it out. We're not on the space Something station. tells me they're not going to figure it out in four more years. We're not on the space station. We're not on the space station. But it is, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I totally buy it. A fully operational gun like that? <laughs> it was like a laser gun, too, right? No, it was just a gun. Was it just a gun? Pretty it sure looked like a, a laser gun, gun too. I'm it sorry. looked like it, but I think I'm pretty sure it's just a gun. Oh, so he just picked a cool design and was like, I just want a cool design. <laughs> He printed it out and he did the he did a uh, free will. He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I'm gonna, it's like if I'm gonna have a gun, I'm gonna have a Star Wars gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> man, about my fantasy. But yeah, and then he goes after Schmidt. Yeah, and Schmidt's like, he's a please spy. stop. Schmidt's like, what are you talking? But about? that's the other thing about this movie. They're trying to get you to also invest in this story of is Schmidt a spy or not? This Schmidt Schmidt that we have is he the spy or not? And I just don't care because the entire time we see him, I never buy that he's bad. If that makes sense. Like, I never once think, oh, this guy's a bad dude. Like, he doesn't do anything that ever makes me feel like... And that's credit to Daniel Rule because he's German. He's German. It's very easy to to play play that as a bad guy. He plays it really straight. And I don't, at any point, like, go, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, I'm like, no, he looks like a good dude. And he seems to be... The German thing was a joke, but I'm not trying to offend anybody who's German. I am German. Uh, (laughs) I am not offended. He does little... I don't know. They try to plant light seeds and it just doesn't work. But Volkov's yeah. great. He's fine in the what he's he not does. great. He's not great. No, he's not great. I'm just trying to be nice. Well, yeah, and then he explodes from worms, but then his body's fine. Then his body's fine because that's Universe B's body. All right. Chris O'Dowd as Mundy and Chris O'Dowd's arm as Chris O'Dowd's arm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was really annoyed with Chris O'Dowd through this movie. I was I, think say, his, I, I, I liked him. You liked I, him. I laughed him. Well, it's just because he's, he's the only one we, doing something I'm entertaining. Gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, we differ here. I found him annoying. I found him very annoying. I was. He says guys a lot. Yeah, probably. Not probably. It's a lot. <laughs> um, he goes, guys, guys, guys. And I'm like, is nobody, I'm like, I was, I was getting enraged watching the movie. I'm like, did they tell him to improv and that's what he was coming the up with? Miller. Hey, I'm surprised he didn't go, Rob! Yeah, Rob! I was just like, this is really frustrating to watch. Um, look, he's fine. I don't want to like... Some of what he does is funny. The he's only supposed, reason why, yeah. He's supposed to be there for the comedic effect. Of, he's supposed to be there as like uh, the comic relief, right? Like he's like the funny guy on the ship. It makes sense. 
Because Chris O'Dowd's a funny guy. I get it. But some of the dialogue they gave him just isn't very good. The constant saying of guys was driving me crazy. It felt like every... And it was always this like... uh, I hate this trope, by the way. They do it in a lot of movies. Uh, Guys? That. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in a lot of I did. I, he does it a lot in this movie. I did laugh when he's like, my arm saved us or whatever. <laughs> yeah, my arm saved us was funny. Like when, it, when the arm is there and it's doing things... And he kind of accepts his arms just here doing things. Yeah, well, it's when, funny. When he's uh, like, Schmidt's like, 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 oh, my uh, arm. Schmidt's like, you guys need to get up here. And they run up there and he's like, oh, they're like, what the hell is that? And he's like, it's my arm. It's my arm. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, yeah, I, I like when he accepts the arm and he's just kind of like me and the arm. We're cool. That's my arm. It's cool. It's fine. And the arm, um, even in the dramatic climax, the arms in the box just like tapping away, chilling. Like, yeah, tapping away and just chilling. Universe B arm. I saw people on Reddit saying that they were they thought that Dana Brooke was gonna die, and you know you needed like the two key mm-hmm. thing that like the how she was gonna get out was that she yeah. was gonna break the thing and the arm was gonna help her twist the other key. <laughs> that would have been smart writing. That would have been smart writing. They missed a moment. They missed a real powerhouse moment there. Um, but yeah, no. there's not two people. How am I gonna do it? How am I gonna do it? And the arm comes crawling out. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Chris O'Dowd's fine though. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> John Ortiz as Monk Acosta. This is our franchise star. Do you remember what John Ortiz was in? No. He was in Fast and Furious 4. Good lord. My god. He is Braga, I think his name is. Oh, he's Braga. He's the drug dealer. Yeah, okay. And then he pops back up in Fast and Furious 6 when they go to jail. Yeah, he he comes back and he's in the the cell with uh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in the prison with Brian. Yeah, he's in prison with Brian because Brian needs to get the information from him. Yeah, from him, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I... uh, that's awesome. I didn't realize he was Braga. Cool. He's fine. He, he doesn't is, have much to do, right? He doesn't right? have much to do, but it is interesting, now that you mentioned that, seeing him doing Braga, the drug dealer, in Fast, and then kind of seeing him in this where he's this nice guy. He's a he's a monk, basically. He's I mean, a monk, monk basically. But he's basically, a nice yeah. guy. Everyone on the ship likes him. Like, nobody has a problem with Monk. He's just a cool dude. And, um, yeah, I, I really uh, – I like his performance. He doesn't have a lot to do, but no. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Brühl as Ernst Schmidt. The top billed care person in Which the credits of this movie. Yeah. Very odd. I wonder. I, I wonder if that was because of Captain America. Maybe. And maybe they were like, "Oh, let's ride that name because yeah. he's having kind of a moment. Let's get Daniel Brühl at the top. He's good in this movie. He is good. He's good. Um, yeah. He's good. I, I mean, if I had to like, how did like he... Donald Donald Logue is my favorite. Yeah. But Daniel Brühl is a very close second. I I so I did give up watching this at one point and uh-huh. kind of like just wasn't really paying attention to some things. Yeah. How do they get out of the jail cell or the prison cell? Oh, God. They don't um, show, right? I don't think they show it. He meets him and they're like, how'd you get out? And he's like, don't worry about that now. That's what he says. Yeah. He says, but, don't worry about that. But they don't show you how. They don't show you. They don't care. They don't <laughs> care. They just go, oh, yeah, uh, I just did. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you're not going to explain it? And they're like, no, we're not. We're just going to keep. But again, that goes into the continuity errors of this movie. They just don't want to explain it. They're just like, oh, yeah, I just got out of the cell. Oh, don't worry about that now. That's terrible. You know what that is? Palpatine returns somehow. That's what that is. Oh my god. That's what that is. Good old JJ. Good old JJ. Oh my god. Yeah. Why um, explain how he got out? That's not interesting. But I like him. I, li- I like him. In the I movie. think he's one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I really they, do. They, they, like you said, I guess they pl- try to play with the is, is he, he or spy, is, he not is he not? Spy? But I never he, really do. Do we have Universe B Schmidt or Universe A Schmidt? No, but yeah, but even then we don't. We don't know. It's not like they change. It's not like the the characters change except for. Volkov, whatever's going on in his head. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. 
I hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Oyelowo as Keel. This is where I have an issue. I, I like David Oyelowo. Yeah. I really do. Um, I think he's a very good actor. Great actor, yeah. Great actor. I think he has a problem picking the right projects. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and again, he has a really great project. Um, uh, Selma. I was going to say, he played, phenomenal. He played uh, MLK, right? Yes, he did. He was yeah. really good in that movie. But in recent years, he's kind of had a problem picking the right roles uh, for himself. Like, he pops up in these things, and you're like, why are you in this? Like, you're really good. Yeah. Why are you in and this he's movie? And the, he's, the, he's the American one, right? He is the American. And he's movie. not American. He is a British actor. Yeah. And... I am, and the reason it annoyed me is because I could hear his British accent coming through sometimes. Yeah. Like some of the words he would say, you would hear the British thing come through, the English accent. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can hear him trying to Breaking keep, a little bit. I yeah. can hear him breaking a little bit. And they kept it in. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, why didn't you just get an, an American, American actor? actor? If you get an American actor, it's just as fine. Like, yeah. why are you casting. A British actor in an American role. It's and of a, course the. American... I mean, not that it's like a problem, but like, it, I mean, if you're if you're gonna have every other crew member yeah, to match the to nationality, match the then nationality, why wouldn't you just get, get an American? You actor? know who would have been great in this role? Freaking Anthony Mackie would have been great in this. Yeah, role. he would have. Yeah, he would have. That probably would have made this movie better. To yeah. be honest with you, if Anthony Mackie's in the role, yeah. I'd have been like, yeah, I'm in. Like, yeah. but the fact that they just get another British actor is very strange to me, yeah. and I was just like, I don't know if that was the right choice. Um, this is also the second space movie. I, I texted this to you that I did not like David Oyelo in. Um, the other one was The Midnight Sky, with uh, directed by George Clooney, starring George Clooney. It's a bad movie. And when did that come out? 2019. Um, it was like December 2019. It's and, better or worse than Boys in a Boat? I didn't see Boys in a Boat, so I can't really compare it. <laughs> um, but it's not. A, it's 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 an okay movie. It's an okay movie. But there's all this. It keeps cutting between Earth and space, and all the stuff in space sucks. And that's where David Oyelowo is. Yeah. And he's really bad. And all the story up there is really bad. But it reminded me of this, and I was just like, "This is a shame. Yeah. This is a real shame." But um, yeah, it's this is not uh, this is not it for him. It's it's. But a of tough... course, the Americans leading the the project. Of course, of course, he of is. course. you know, American yeah. baby. Uh, the actor I forgot to put on my list, but I did say him earlier. Okay. Uh, Roger Davies is Michael. This is a uh, Gugu's uh, husband on Earth. Oh yeah, you have to mention. Yeah, that. it's a lit. Okay, I like what he's doing. It's very off-putting though that it kept cutting to Earth randomly in the middle of the there's, story, there's, and there's not enough scenes of it. It's just kind of like three separate. There's scenes. a reason. There's a reason. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. And it just kind of keeps cutting back down there. And then he has these moments that don't really affect what's going on in the overall story. And I'm like, I don't know why they're doing this. I was like, it's yeah. a very strange it, choice it, to keep it cutting it to this It feels guy. like two different stories because that feels like a sequel to Cloverfield, like the original Cloverfield. Yes. Because it's him protecting. It's like a, it's like I'm almost a mixture of it almost the first two because they go to a bunker. Dare I say, it almost looks like a better movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It I is. was more interested in investing yeah. in everything happening with them. <laughs> but like, I saw people saying like, it, like when they like he said, "Oh, I have a friend that has a bunker or whatever." They were like, "Oh, is it going to be John Goodman?" Like, like he's going to be doors. You'd be like, "Hey, yeah." It's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> he's got the crazy look in his eyes. Yeah, uh, and he sees the little girl, and he's like, "That's my new daughter." Or it's like, or it's like, is the little girl Megan? You know what I mean? Like, is the is little it, girl Megan. You know, like, That's is there the like, question. is there like, yeah. is there going to be connections? Mm-hmm. There's not. There's no, not. They never do. Um, John Goodman is not in this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is. It's it, it's interesting. I I like what he's doing on Earth, and I think it's if they explored it more. And I, I think, think I, I think really... he's giving a good. I think he's oh, giving. He 
He's actually giving one of the best performances in the he's movie. Giving a I great think, performance because he's like, "Where, where, where the hell is the station? Yeah, like what, what's going on? He's and like, he's, where is it? And yeah. they're like, "Oh, we don't know." And he's got pretty good reception in that bunker. I will say, it's a uh, solid reception. Yeah, yeah. and it's, um, <laughs> it was a little overkill at the end when he's like, when they're like, he's like, "What's going on?" Well, yeah, they're heading back to Earth. Stand back! Stand back! Stand back! You remind me of Rob all over again. Um, <laughs> you let them come! You let them come! Why are you let them come? Let them back! Yeah. Let them back! Yeah, he gets really... Let them back! Yeah, he gets really, really... <laughs> he gets amped up about it. I mean, I think he's trying to capture the moment of, like, the ship came back. You knew it was going on down here, but you still let her come back. But yeah. at the same time, I think... He, he wasn't understanding the well, situation either because they're trying to explain them. They're like, they're like, dude, the ship is not. They good can't shape. live up there. Yeah, they like, have to come down. He's like, yeah. it's done. He's like, she's gonna die up there if she stays up there. Yeah. So she has to come back down and just take her chances. Um, but it's, it's it's the the wrapping of the story, which is not good anyway. And there's him screaming that to cut to they hit the clouds and then this giant, Kaiju. I mean giant. giant. Cloverfield Kaiju comes out of the clouds just roaring, and you're yeah. just like, oh, it's a cool shot, but it's overkill. Yeah. Like, you do you know. think they, uh, do you think the Kaiju got them? I don't, I don't know. Think I think the Kaiju I, knocked it out of the sky. I don't think so, because I don't think he was that close, technically, if you really look. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. big sky. Yeah, I guess you so. Know? It's, a big, it's a big sky. But then right. again, it's a, it's a big monster. It's a big monster. Is it I too mean, big? The fact that it's Is that monster through, too big? It, yeah, it's going through the clouds. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. Um, unless it jumped. But I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a big monster. Yeah, I. But I like. I the will stuff say that was on. better than what I thought it was because my memory was that there was multiple one of them. Some glad it was only it's just one. one. Maybe they cut it. Maybe they changed the movie <laughs> and they were like, "We'll just go, we'll just cut down to one." Maybe your memory was right. Maybe it was multiple. And the JJ is like, ah, "Let's re-edit it while nobody's like, you know, nobody's watching it. Let's re-edit it." But uh, it's a random yeah. spike in twenty twenty four. But I like uh, this guy's performance. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then finally, Gugumba through Ra as Ava Hamilton. I've liked her work recently. I really have. Oh, so great on Loki. Great on Loki, but it's it, she's in that Tom Hanks movie, Larry Crown. She's in Larry Crown. Yeah, people like her in Larry Crown. <laughs> um, I like Larry Crown. People don't like I, Larry Crown, but I, I think I think she's the victim of a bad script. And I think they're trying to do. I think she's she's doing. She's really trying. She's trying. She's trying. Even I mean, there are moments the in this movie where she's like crying and she's getting there emotionally. She is really, really trying, and I, I give her all the credit. But the writing just isn't there. The stuff with the kids doesn't work for me. Even no. when she's giving herself, she's sending herself on Earth in Universe B. She's sending Universe B. Her. Yeah. This message. I, I didn't care. I wasn't impacted by it. It didn't felt well. That's the problem. It didn't feel earned yeah. because this whole movie is this whole other thing. You kind of forget about the kids as the movie's going, and then they get to that moment at the end. You're supposed to feel this thing, and you're like, "Oh, I forgot that like Universe A's kids died." Yeah, and uh, like I just forgot, and I was like, "Right, that's okay." Forgot about that, and then here we are in Universe B. Yeah. And the kids are alive, and it's like that's the difference. But like, it just feels like this weird thing that they kind of shoehorned into the movie to add the emotional depth to it. Um, it just didn't work for me, though. I, I just thought it was kind of poorly executed. I, a better movie maybe would have made that the focal point yeah. of the movie, and I don't think they did that. I think they kind of just swept it under the rug for quote unquote 
sci-fi action yeah. and just kind of went in that direction and then they were like oh let's shoehorn in the kids at the end and then you'll feel the emotion it's it's just not there though yeah. it's not there no it's not it's not and and i i feel bad for her because she's really trying but mm-hmm. i it just did not work for me no it did not work for me um all right you want to do a synopsis let's do it In the near future, when Earth's resources become scarce, a global team of scientists work to solve the issue, but find themselves trapped in a parallel universe with disastrous results. I read that with the enthusiasm that that deserves. Yeah, so what you're not getting is that it's all connected, man. (laughs) Because that laser could send (laughs) monsters, aliens, and sea creatures to the past, present, and future, and and other parallel universes. Everywhere. It's going everywhere. It's it's such a silly story. It's a silly story. It's not well written. That's all I have to say about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's opinions? talk about our opinions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love this movie. No, you don't. Um, I know you don't. Um, look, this has to be for me. This has to be. I mean, this uh, movie killed the franchise. I told that's Tony what happened. I thought this was one of the worst movies we ever did on this show. Yeah. And then he said, "What about Leprechaun Origins?" I said, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> um, okay, never mind. I think it's on the same par though as Home Alone Four. One hundred percent. I really. One hundred percent. I really. Right. And I think it might be worse because at least Home Alone Four had already had the dip. From Home Alone 3? Right. And, that, and that's not... I don't the, know. I mean, I, well, here's what I will say about Home Alone 4. It does do the unforgivable sin of like, oh, here are the new McAllisters. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty unforgivable sin. Yeah. But he did get some waffles. He got those waffles. <laughs> he got those waffles. He got his best. He got his best for those waffles. He was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. anything you want for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Home Alone 4, burn in hell. Um... <laughs> Look, it, but this, it's it's almost it's almost it's on that almost level. on that level. I mean, this is truly one. I, I agree with you, though. I I do think this is one of the worst movies we've done on this podcast. I mean, it is really bad to go from the highs that we were having the last two weeks of the first and second movie it, to this. I mean, this is just a. I mean, but this he, is a, a an absolute like it, saying it's a drop off is being kind. Yeah. But that's like, the this thing. Is, this is like. A fucking cliff. Because like I'm like I'm because I was thinking to myself before I watched this like how bad could this be and why is it so bad like right. it, of course it's not the levels of the first two movies which I think are genuinely pretty great movies yeah. two more than one but still really good movies two good movies um, yeah I'm like okay how bad could this be and then I'm like okay there's, yeah there's like what is the problem here and it's just there's no stakes mm-hmm. like it, the things are not it's not clear the yeah. story is not clear. They're trying to be convoluted. If you you really have to pay attention to understand what's going on in the plot, mm-hmm. but you don't care enough to pay attention mm-hmm. to what's going on in the plot. Uh, there's there's too many characters that are just fodder for yeah. no, and 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 they don't really get fleshed out throughout mm-hmm. this movie. And I think yeah, I just think that that there's no emotional weight here. They like I said, they can't decide if they want the ship. Or the parallel universe to be the villain, or they want Mina to be the villain, mm-hmm. or whatever they want. Because again, because unless I'm mis- mistaken, it's not like she's going around and sabotaging this stuff. No, it's just kind of happening on its own. You could argue that maybe yeah, she tripped the the thing to kill uh, Tam, or the thing to kill Chris O'Dowd, or whatever. But once it's ripping off, the ship is eating Chris O'Dowd's arm. She's not doing that. That's the ship no. itself, right? No, no. like so, it, it is like. It's very. It's convoluted. Yeah, it's, it's a very mess. convoluted. It doesn't know very what it wants strange. to be. It yeah. has no idea what it wants to be. 
Yeah. It's like, we, we don't even... I mean, the fact that you just said, we don't even know who the villain is. Yeah. Like, it couldn't even settle on a villain for this movie. It's like, you can't fi- you can't figure out your antagonist? Yeah. Then why are we making the movie? Yeah. What's the point? And that's... It's like a slasher with no slasher, right? Yeah. And and I, I forget... What are they... I read on Reddit... I think it was a comment, though, so I don't have any information about this, that I think the original plot of this movie before it was a Cloverfield movie was supposed to be like they're attacked by German spies or something like that in space. Oh. And maybe that's like they just wrote out the the enemy. I mean, I mean yeah, they and wrote they, out the and German they spies. Left, and they but they left like the 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 deaths. Like the way that it seems like yeah. they left the murders the way that like somebody's causing this to happen, but they just wrote out the villain. They just wrote out the German spies. And it's just the ship doing it itself or the oh. parallel universe Doing it itself. That's so cheap. But again, I, I, I forget. I read the comment once, like a little bit ago, so I don't even know. I might be completely wrong. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not. It's, it's not, not good. No, it's, it's not. It's really bad. Uh, what would you give this star rating? Okay, so I gave this a star and a half originally. Yeah. I might drop. I'm, it to I'm a, giving it a star. I'm giving it a star. I give I'm, it a dro- star. I'm dropping to a star. Uh, I really did not like this movie. Yeah. I stopped. I watched it the first twenty minutes of this movie, and I stopped it. And you watched it in between me. And you telling me about this movie is like, I really don't want to go back to this. I was texting you while I was watching it. And you literally texted me. You were just like, I really don't want to finish this. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, it was it was tough. All yeah. right. Uh, uniqueness. What stands out to you in this movie? Uh, just the fact that it, uh, it tries to connect the other two movies and that it wears the sci-fi element on its sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, I think what stands out is, is a, it's a piece of Yeah. Uh, does this bring anything new? Connectivity. Yeah, it, it tries. I mean, it really like, I know that's tries. a question that we ask, but, but like, it really it, tries. It, it, yeah. it brings that, yeah. Uh, what is the best scene in this movie? Uh, Donald Logan. Donald Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's Donald Logan talking Logue. about parallel universes. What else uh, do we need? Connectivity. How uh-huh. does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? Um, it tries. Because when you fire that laser. Because when you fire that laser. You could send monsters, aliens, aliens and sea, sea creatures, creatures to the past. <laughs> Present, present, future, and, and any other parallel. possible parallel dimensions. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the same answer as Donald Logue. That's the it, our favorite scene is also the way this all connects. Uh, is this a worthy no. continuation of French? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's oh not. Oh my god, it's not. <laughs> all right, before we do the future of the franchise, let's do some casting and some fun facts. I'm interested in this. All right. John Krasinski was in talks for this movie, wow. but dropped out for Jack Ryan. Probably a better move. I think he yeah. would have been the David Oyelowo part, probably. He probably would have. And, you know, maybe it's a better movie, but I don't know. I mean, no, again, I don't the writing, so. I, I don't think so either. I think he made the right move doing no. Jack Ryan. Um, another connection to the other ones. Suzanne Cryer plays the reporter interviewing uh, Mark Stambler, Donald Logue. Uh, in the movie, she previously played the woman trying to get into the bunker in 10 Cloverfield. Oh, nice. Cool. That's a fun um, uh, fun connection. Simon Pegg and Greg Gumberg have vocal cameos in the film as a voice on the radio for Simon Pegg and Joe for Greg Gumberg. Cool. They're, they're uh, obviously big. Uh, Greg Gumberg, I, I forget exactly who he is, but he's a big, uh, they're big, um, com- yeah. you know, uh, elements of J.J. movies. They're in a lot of Yeah, movies, yeah. So, clearly. Oh, that's cool. To get Simon Pegg is nice. Kind of yeah. reminds me of... Uh, uh, 10 Cloverfield when they got Bradley Cooper on yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Simon Pegg on the radio. Yeah. Uh, Alright, fun facts. The film was the first Netflix film to be released on DVD slash Blu-ray. Oh, interesting. 
Uh, the film was written by Oren Uziel under the title God Particle and was picked up by Paramount and Bad Robot where Abrams had ideas on how to connect it to the Cloverfield franchise oh, and believed that they could use the future setting to create an origins for the events of the past. Nobody wanted that. Nobody uh, wanted that. Uziel learned about the Cloverfield connection during production and stated that he felt the decision to connect the film to the Cloverfield franchise came from the difficulty in marketing a standalone sci-fi film. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even he knew. He was like, yeah, this isn't. A slusho figure can be seen in the film. Nice. I I did notice that. Uh, It is presumed that Donald Logue's character is a relative of John Goodman's Howard, based on the same last name. They are both Stamblers. Right. Right. That's interesting. I wonder if they're... What do you think they are? Like, if you had to guess right now. I think there's some type of alternate dimension universes. I don't think there's any actual direct connection, but I think in... Maybe in, like, Universe F, they're, like, (laughs) brothers or something. I don't know. That makes sense. The movie went through many delays and release changes, Mm -hmm. with filming completing in 2016, uh, with an intended February 2017... Release date. Jesus. That was initially changed to October 2017 to give more time for the post-production, and then postponed again to February 2018, and finally being announced that it would release in theaters on April 20th, 2018. In January 2018, it was reported that Netflix was interested in acquiring the film after Paramount and Bad Robot were worried that a theatrical release would not recoup the now $40 million budget. After the film was originally intended for a five to ten million dollar budget, so they knew it was bad. So the movie was intended to have five to ten million dollar budget. Yeah, ended up blowing up to forty, and then I think forty five technically. Netflix officially <laughs> purchased the film for fifty million dollars. Wow! Uh, so they paid you know, more than the budget, so Paramount made money yeah. on the movie uh, with a deal that that would still allow Paramount to release the film in China as well as giving Paramount the home entertainment rights to the film, which is why it was released hmm. on DVD, Blu-ray. Gotcha. On February 4th, 2018, during Super Bowl 52, in which the Philadelphia Eagles humiliated the New England Patriots. Hell yeah. Netflix debuted the trailer as well as announced that the film would premiere on Netflix immediately after the game. That's insane. (laughs) That's insane marketing. To just be like, oh, hey, here's our new Cloverfield movie. As soon as the game's over... Turn on Netflix, baby. Cloverfield Paradox uh, is there. The actors were not made aware of this decision until the day of the Super Bowl. That's nuts. Could you imagine just sitting there and being like, oh, movie's out tonight, apparently. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, so clearly, I think Netflix decided... <laughs> the actors found out while watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> the commercial comes on, they're like, ah, oh, what the hell? <laughs> I guess my movie's out. <laughs> I guess my movie's out tonight. Uh, so clearly, Netflix is interested in this movie. And I think all... I think Paramount, Netflix, JJ, mm-hmm. I think they're working together. And then, and they said, like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was... It might have been JJ. It might have been um, Matt Reeves, even. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, no, the idea of it dropping, like, trailer to the Super Bowl, dropping immediately after. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the first thing we see about the movie is also the announcement and... Right. <laughs> like, right before the release of the movie... Um, they're like, oh yeah, it fits the tone of tr- Cloverfield and like the marketing, which right. it makes sense. Cloverfield has had interesting marketings. Yeah. Again, the the ten Cloverfield Lane re- trailer released like less than two months before the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cloverfield the original had no title attached. Right. I, it makes sense that they would mm-hmm. want to do like a gimmick release with right. this, but uh, it's clearly also because they knew the movie was bad. Right. And if they did some type of stunt marketing. Yeah. Maybe we get people to... We uh, can just... Let's put it out. Yeah. We'll say... We'll announce it at the Super Bowl when we know people are watching the Super yeah. Bowl. Oh, yeah. And that'll get eyes on it and that'll be enough 
to maybe generate yeah. enough people to watch the movie. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly it did. I mean, the fact that they got almost, almost 800,000 people to yeah. watch the movie right after the Super Bowl is pretty great. I watched it. I stayed up until 1 o'clock in the morning watching it. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the fact that it built to $5 million by the end of the week, it worked. Yeah. It's just, it's still not a good movie, mm-hmm. but it worked. Uh, and the Earth scenes were added due to test audiences wanting to know what was happening on Earth. Uh-huh. Okay. Because test audiences probably wanted a better movie. Because test audiences said, hey, maybe just go to Earth. So I think that those uh, Earth scenes are way added. Yeah. Uh, reshoots. And also, like mm-hmm. that's why you said, like, oh, they seem weird. Like, they keep cutting back. That's exactly that's why. Because it was never intended to be that way. Thank you, test audiences. Um, marketing. In January 2018, the film launched another augmented reality game based on marketing tri- <laughs> A tactic by updating Tajirato's website with a message hinting at the 2028 setting of the film. Couldn't find much of the ARG marketing other than David Oyelowo and Donald Logue portrayed their characters in various aspects of it. Okay. Uh, and it seems that the ARG aspect of the marketing was never properly completed, probably because the movie wasn't supposed to actually come out till April and then end up coming out in February. Yeah. So... I, uh, the little bit I could find is people saying, yeah, that, the, the Cover for Paradox one sucked. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, so yeah, that, that marketing, that, that, that campaign was not good. Yeah, very so, bad. Once you start putting in uh, AR, it's it, usually... It seems like they wanted to do that type of marketing, that online marketing, the right. same thing. Like Because look, they put so much detail into the first two, right, in the they marketing online. They to try online. to do it for this. For the third one. Because again, the ball. I, I believe that Paramount was going to release, they were going to release this at not IMAX. Wow. There, I believe, Jesus. I saw people said that, I think I saw somebody online said they had, like, marketing, like, standees and things ready, yeah. like, for the IMAX release of the movie, and then they're like, yeah, no, no, we're not going to do that. They watched the movie and went, mm, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. We just can't save this. The fact that they completed it in 2016. Yeah. And we didn't see it until 2018. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. It sounds like uh, another movie that, uh, <laughs> starring... Uh, one of our favorite movie stars uh-huh. about uh, Santa yeah. the North Pole. Some would say. Some would say Red some One, but say, you know. Some would say Red One. Not me! Not me. Not me. They're doing some reshoots on that now. Not me. 2024, it's his, uh, it's his year. WrestleMania. Main, main, main event in WrestleMania. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> all right. All Who cares right. about Cody? <laughs> all right. That's all I got. So uh, let's, talk nice. about the, let's talk about the future yeah. of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? It's an interesting question. I almost feel like there should be to maybe wash away the stain so the franchise doesn't end yeah. on this note. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Uh, not when, not a direct sequel to this. What, no, if, what no, if they go were back, like... Go back to anthologies. What if they were just like, yeah, we're going to make a direct sequel to one of the Cloverfield movies, and it's Paradox! It's Paradox. <laughs> Let's find out what happens when she lands on Earth. Remember that giant monster? It's coming. That really, really, that really, really, really big monster. monster. You never see its face because it's always in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I think you do another one, but you don't do this. You just do something. Ba- go back to just the simple Earth roots. Do that. Yeah. Don't connect it to anything. Yeah. Just do that. Well, you answered my next question because I was going to ask you what do you want to see in the future, but you just answered. That's that. what I want. I just yeah. want to go back to the anthology feel. I want no connections. I just want to yeah, see. Yeah. A standalone Cloverfield movie. I I, I I agree to that. Yeah. Great. What franchise star would you add to this franchise? Donald Logue. I want more Donald Logue. I'm going to go with what I said before. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. He'd be great in this series. He'd be series. great in this, yeah. yeah. Donald Logue and John Goodman in the next Cloverfield movie together? The Stambler Brothers? The Stambler Brothers. Cloverfield. Stambler. <laughs> I'm in. I'm there. Donald Logue and the John Cloverfield Goodman. The Cloverfield Brothers. Yeah. 
And they're in a bunker together. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. And John Goodman keeps treating uh, Donald Logue like his daughter. <laughs> Put on this type of tower shirt. <laughs> okay. You, don't press that laser. Don't press that laser. Because yeah. when you fire that laser, monsters, aliens, and these creatures. <laughs> That's what I want to say. All right. Well, that brings us to the part where we have to rank. We have to rank these movies. Yes. I think this is pretty pretty easy, right? I think this is very easy. We have three movies. Yes, we do. Uh, where would you rank this? Or wh- wh- what's number three? That's uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. It's the Cloverfield Paradox. Yes, it is. That's like number seven, yeah. and then a whole bunch of empty spaces. Then a whole bunch of empty spaces. Uh, number two. Uh, number two is Cloverfield. And number one is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Is there anything you want to say about this movie before we wrap this up? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Make look, sure you uh, hit. I think I think this just. I I want to really just hammer the point home that I I think this did stop the franchise for a couple years. This is kind of this franchise, Shrek the Third Boo and Home Alone 4 Burn in Hell. Yeah. It's its own, it, it, that's what this is. It's not good. It's terrible. It's astounding it got made. And it kind of blows me away that uh, they kind of just shadow drop this Yeah. Uh, right after the Super Bowl. Um, but everybody knew it was a bad movie. And obviously, uh, even now in 2023, looking back on it, it's still a bad movie. And it's not going to hold up. And it's, it's always going to be the stain on this franchise. So... That's all I want to say. Yeah, it, there, it definitely seems to me like JJ, Paramount, uh, everybody involved this, Netflix uh-huh. knew that this just was no good. No. And they were embarrassed, I think, oh. by how this came out to be. And I think it's because JJ found this script, mm-hmm. The God Particle, which I'm sure, like, honestly, like, we talk about, you know, this guy, Oren Uziel or whatever. I don't even blame him mm-hmm. for this because I'm sure that in his original story that it's standalone it's not involved in cloverfield i'm sure it it makes sense yeah and it seems to me what where this got muddled is when they tried to turn this into a cloverfield movie right uh and that's why the reason why i think the person who says cloverfield the most is donald Logue, who definitely shot his things in like two hours one time yeah and, and reshoots or whatever but yeah it it definitely feels like they took a unique interest maybe possibly interesting mm-hmm. sci-fi movie and just hammered home like the wrong stuff to try to force a connection between these universes, yeah. because for some reason JJ has an obsession with with connection this connecting this when we don't need it. When I was younger, I wanted more connections. Yeah, but now I look at it, but no, I I really like the anthology aspect right. of it all. I prefer that to anything else. Yeah. So well, you all good? I'm good. Bring it some. Let's wrap friend. it up. That's our show. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Tony. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Instagram and Threads at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our ranks on Letterboxd. Just search Franchise Me One Word. You can send us an email at FranchiseMePod.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where we break down all given franchise movies in a year. Also, check out our bonus episode, The Best and Worst of 2023. A four-hour journey through the highs and lows of film in 2023. Don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can catch all of our episodes. Come back next week as we break down the Cloverfield franchise. It's not that much. And the generator picks our next franchise.